0: podcast. podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host Elise Eldridge and today we are back with part two of our season two soundtrack spectacular breakdown telling you everything about the soundtrack for Hannah Montana 2 I am, of course, joined to continue the conversation with Michael Stahl. You ready for this, Michael?
1: Hello. Continuing Michael. I'm here.
0: Continuing Michael. (laughs)
1: Let us continue the conversation. I am very excited. The last five songs I have strong opinions about, but overall, I fucking love them. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) Well, kicking things off is Life's What You Make It, which peaked at number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 24 on Billboard's Pop 100 chart. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I uh, This one is like basically twins with Nobody's Perfect. It's got mm-hmm. very different production and energy, but it's like the exact same message to a T. Oh, yeah. So much so that I was like, I'm not even going to analyze these lyrics because they're so straightforward. Uh, I mean, I'm going to read through all the lyrics, but yeah. I didn't like... <laughs> write what each of them is saying because like they are so straightforward and i also like just did that so (laughs) i think what's more interesting about this song are all of the parts where she like shouts things or like talks to the perceived crowd yes like there's parts where she goes we can do better than that come on (laughs) and she's like it's a party and let's get the party started and now that's a party like she's got a lot to say about parties
1: Yeah, let's get this podcast started.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Podcast is what you make it.
0: Yes, podcast is what you make it. This is true. (laughs) So genius.com has the intro as put your hands together, everybody. Yeah. And then we go straight into the verse, which is don't let no small frustration ever bring you down. No, 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 no. Just take a situation and turn it all around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With a new attitude, everything can change. Make it how you want it to be. Staying mad? Why do that? Give yourself a break. Laugh about it and you'll see. Come on. Life's what you make it. So let's make it rock. Make it rock. Life's what you make it. So come on. Come on. Come on. Everybody now. And then she says, we can do better than that. Oh yeah. Don't stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, this is like, this song feels pretty standard for Miley yes. Cyrus and Hannah Montana. It's, it's uh, all about the party. It's mm-hmm. all about the dance beat and, like, rhythm. It's all about the strong morals and having a, a good moral compass. There's syncopation and the rhythm. It's, it feels like it, it would fit in in the season one album pretty well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say the production of it uh, definitely fits in with this season two stuff. But like the material of it. And I mean, most of it would fit in very well in season one as well.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: She then goes into the second verse. Why be sad, brokenhearted? There's so much to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life is hard or it's a party. It's a party. The choice is up to you. with a new attitude everything can change make it how you want it to be staying sad why do that give yourself a break i know you want to party with me woo life's what you make it so let's make it rock life's what you make it so come on come on come on everybody now let's celebrate it join in everyone you decide you decide because life's cause life's what you make it
1: (laughs) i mean it doesn't get Any more straightforward than that.
0: (laughs) The way that this is written out is so funny. The bridge (laughs) says, Oh yeah. Things are looking up anytime you want. All you gotta do is realize that it's under your control, so let the good times rock and roll. Ow!
1: (laughs) Ow. That's when she stubbed her toe on stage. Yeah. Ow.
0: (laughs) And then for the bridge, it dead-ass says, wait, it says instrumental break, and then it says bridge again. And then it says, come on, everybody, do it now. Ow. All right. Let's get the party started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's a party. Yeah, yeah. Put your hands together. Woo. Mm.
1: (laughs) Just like poetry. Absolutely. poetry. When will they adapt this to stage with words like that?
0: I know. Uh, Hannah Montana jukebox musical when um for number one
1: fuck (laughs) oh we need that
0: uh and then yeah we just get the chorus one more time and then again it's this outro but all it is is her saying oh yeah life's what you make it
1: Mm. now i do want to point out i don't know i forget exactly where it is in the song if it's like near the end of the bridge or the lead-in or if it's the the final chorus but the background music drops out for a second Mm mm-hmm and it, like, my soul left my body. That was a good moment. Because the song is pretty straightforward, right? Like, it, it just goes, yeah. it kind of goes. But then that the, that background drops out. That gets your attention in case you're not paying attention.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: If it was happening in the background of a party or something, everyone would be like, oh, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she about to do it.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that was that was a notable moment. I really like that.
0: Yeah. What else do you have to say about this song?
1: It's a good song. It's a good song. It's a jam. That's what you make it, baby. I really don't have too many opinions on it. I liked it.
0: It's very to the point. It knows yeah. what kind of song it is. And it accomplishes that. Yeah, it does. So next up is One in a Million, which I just now noticed from clicking on it on Genius that uh, this song was originally sung by somebody else in 2004, which is new to me. Uh, But it's by somebody that I'd never heard of. It says it was originally sung by Sandy Malling. So I now need to, of course, look this up.
1: Classic Sandy.
0: See if it is available for me to listen to.
1: (laughs) As you're doing that, I'll talk about some of the music. Um, The piano intro is very, very good. Um, It has chimes not really characteristic of Hannah Montana so it makes sense that someone else kind of wrote it um and it makes sense that someone else sang it first because it is super low in her register she's like mumbling her way through it I was like this is not this is not quite the Hannah Montana that I know like if anything shows off her maturity from season one to season two it's this because uh, that is low in her range All right, yeah, find? I would
0: yeah I I was really impressed by this song when I was listening to it earlier and reading the lyrics. Um, It appears that the original singer is German and that this was like, I really want to listen to this. I'm going to click on it real quick. Do it. Oh, it's in a different key right off the bat.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I'm going to send this to you. Comments are turned off.
1: (laughs) Oh, no opinions on this video. Thank you very much. I'm listening through it. The um...
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to listen to the rest of that later. But uh, yeah. I, that makes a, a decent amount of sense to me because I really was so impressed by like how mature and like how uh, like real a lot of these lyrics were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, this is like the clear cut, like love song of the season. They like use it anytime uh, someone's like getting a little romantic the vocals on the verses are like very soft and thoughtful uh she kind of like actually sounds like she's kind of considering everything that she's saying mhm i think in my listen through of this album today this was the one i was like most impressed with
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh so yeah it opens with her saying how did i get here turned around and there you were I didn't think twice or rationalize because somehow I knew that there was more than just chemistry. And I was like, wow. So she was like, wasn't expecting to find someone special to her at this point in time, but she felt Mm -hmm. like a very deep connection and was therefore like willing to pursue things head on. And then she says, I mean, I knew you were kind of into me, but I figured it's too good to be true. I said, pinch me. Where's the catch this time. Can't find a single cloud in the sky. Help me before I get used to this guy. So I take it she's been like burned before and is scared that even though this seems perfect, that like there could be darkness coming and she thinks it might be better for her to get out before she gets hurt, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the chorus. Vaguely
1: relatable feelings, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. The chorus opens with just an absolute truism. They say that good things take time, but really great things happen in the blink of an eye. And I was like, you know what? What a serve of a line. (laughs) What a serve.
1: You're right. (laughs) You're right, Miley Montana.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sandy, uh, German girl.
1: (laughs) Sandy. (laughs) Yeah. I certainly repeat that phrase a lot. But, you know, I I was saying the same thing. I was like, yeah, that's true. That's true
0: yeah and uh then she says thought the chances to meet somebody like you were a million to one I can't believe it you're one in a million and uh a
1: a million excuse you yes
0: (laughs) a million uh this show is so obsessed with the I with like the concept of being one in a million because like they talk (laughs) about it a lot in terms of her career and in terms of like, her relationships and this song. Mm -hmm. I, like, this is part of why I'm surprised to see that this was written for, like, a different singer, like, five years earlier, because it does seem so connected to, like, the themes of the show.
1: Yeah. I wonder if the lyrics are related at all to the German lyrics.
0: Well, when I was listening to it, it's not actually in German. Oh, is it Uh, the same lyrics? It's the same lyrics.
1: Oh,
0: it, But, like, the composers, I believe, are both German. I, I'm, like, wanting to do more research on this. I wish I had noticed this earlier. <laughs> I'm, like, kind of, I, like, can't believe I didn't notice this before. But then she, I, I, like, couldn't believe, I was, like, is this the, like, most lyrically strong song on this album? Is this, like, technically the best song on the album? debate whether it's your favorite, but it's, like, kind of the best song as a song.
1: It feels like it would be one of the more popular songs. Me not knowing anything about the album, I was listening to it, I was like, this feels like one that people would latch on to. Was it?
0: I think so, um, particularly because it got featured in, like, a lot of episodes this season.
1: Ah.
0: And... I wouldn't be surprised if it turns up even in later seasons. I don't know that for sure, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I know that there's like a lot of like fan videos that feature this song. (laughs) Ah, yes. But yeah, so after the main part of the course, she gets into the second part where she says, all this time I was looking for love, trying to make things work that weren't good enough till I thought I'm through, said I'm done and stumbled into the arms of the one. And I was like, Miss Montana, Fucking snapped with this one. Like, play this shit at my wedding. Like, oh my this God. is nuts.
1: This song is goaded.
0: I like, I just have to like say this line again because it is so fucking real. Mm-hmm. All this time I was looking for love, trying to make things work that weren't good enough, till I thought I'm through, said I'm done, and stumbled into the arms of the one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Of course, like, no wonder this was written for not a Disney singer, because this is complex lyricism. Mm -hmm. It's
1: German. (laughs) Thought through.
0: Yeah, for real. Uh, I also, listening to this over the years, this is another one where I had a misheard lyric, uh, because the line, stumbled into the arms of the one, I have always heard that as stumbled into the yard, there you are.
1: Huh.
0: Or stumbled into the yard, you're the one. <laughs> hmm. I've,
1: that's just what I've always
0: heard. <laughs> Whose yard? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Oh
1: the one. The one in a million's yard.
0: Yes. I guess. I don't know. Good. Yard. You could kind of say, okay, yard, uh, garden, you know. I don't know if you want to get like that interpretive with it.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to pick the brain of when you heard it wrong. That's all.
0: (laughs) Well, I've been hearing it wrong since I was like 11. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know. Okay. Then the second verse, you're making me laugh about the silliest stuff. Say that I'm your diamond in the rough. (laughs) And I was like, okay, Aladdin tease. Oh, my God. I can't hear Diamond in the rough without thinking of Aladdin.
1: <laughs> it's true. Me me neither.
0: And then uh, the line, when I'm mad at you, you come in with your velvet touch. And I'm like, what does that mean?
1: <laughs> what does that mean?
0: When I'm like, mad at you, mm. you come in with your velvet touch. Like, you're good at apologizing because, like, she's mad. I don't know.
1: I guess so. That, that makes sense.
0: And then it says, can't believe that I'm so lucky. I have never felt so happy every time I see that sparkle in your eyes. Straightforward. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's the chorus again. And once again, the post chorus. And then again, it says that this is the bridge, but it just is. I said, pinch me. Where's the catch this time? Can't find a single cloud in the sky. Help me before I get used to the sky, which is from the first verse. So. Hmm.
1: Maybe it's got like different chords, like different. There's background. definitely like
0: less going on in that, I think, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. And then she repeats the chorus, uh, two more times, like the main chorus.
1: Mm-hmm. I did notice that like the background drops away for like a beat at some point in the song. Yes. I forget when, but that's like a really good tactic. It's it's just like the past few songs they have done that um yeah. i compare it very pretentiously to beethoven definitely
0: um, go for it tell me more about because he
1: that. he'll do things in his music if you know beethoven you know he does this where he goes like loud soft loud soft loud soft be like blump or he'll go to, like something like like immediately quiet and it's uh rumored that he would do that to like catch his audience members talking during his performances
0: <laughs> that's good
1: would be like oh <laughs> it's like you're paying attention <laughs> or like to scare the shit out of them if they were asleep um, yes and so there good. I have compared Hannah Montana to Beethoven um, I feel like it's been a good day for me
0: yes I love that Boom. do you have more thoughts on this song I mean that's kind of all there is to it
1: no I. it's good it's a good song it feels like it would be a popular song it is a popular song We're going to have to look into the the German version. Very intriguing.
0: Yeah, I've still got this, like, original version of it up. It's very much sung in English, but it's in a very different key. And it's, yeah, it's from 2004. (laughs) I, like, want to look up more about this. (laughs) I know. It's from the album Unexpected. Yeah, Hannah Montana straight up just covered this, which is very interesting to me. Okay, so the verse about the diamond in the rough... Is different in this version of the song because her line includes I feel drunk, but I am sober and I'm smiling all over every time I see the sparkle in your eyes. Yeah, Hannah Montana can't talk about being drunk. She's <laughs> <too. laughs>
1: yeah. can't quite be doing that.
0: Yeah, the song has also been covered by Japanese pop rock singer Anna Tsuchiya. Mm the song is called blue moon and she replaced all the lyrics but kept the music and it's present on the track list of her 2006 single slap that Na- naughty body slash my fate
1: i no, what? i think that's perfect for hannah montana i think she, they should have gone with that version
0: i i i just i i'm gonna be doing some more independent research with this one i didn't on. know
1: that one in a million would have such like. Such depth to it. This is awesome.
0: I know. It's great. But that's all we have to say about it right now, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we're good to move on.
0: What are your thoughts on Bigger Than Us?
1: Oh, this was great. This is awesome. This gave off for the whole entire song, like, the middle, the Jimmy Eat World vibes. Like, I love it.
0: It does kind of sound like that song. I hadn't thought about yeah. that.
1: It's got the guitar that's like the da 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 like the whole time, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I this is like one of my least favorite ones from this album at this point in time. But mm-hmm. I still don't think it's bad or anything. Uh, but like a little fun slash embarrassing fact is that yes. I once put this song on a mix CD for a road trip that I took with my dad. And I am sure that he hated it, but he didn't say anything because he's a real one. Uh, Mm. And also, (laughs) in the show, Robbie Ray, when he writes this song, he says that he thinks it will be Hannah's biggest hit ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he was right. (laughs) Here (laughs) we are.
0: I would disagree, but I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) this song opens with like background singers chanting L-O-V-E love like over and over again that's right and then uh, eventually Hannah comes in and she says I see your face I look in your eyes what you feel is no surprise everyone needs something to believe in so she looks into someone's eyes and they appear hopeless with no one to believe in I suppose uh (laughs) She says, tell me your dreams. I'll tell you mine. In our hearts, we'll look inside and see all the colors of the rainbow. I know. So a connection between friends reveals many facets of things. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh, she says, yeah. we all want to believe in love. We all want to believe in something bigger than just us. We all want to be a part of the greater picture that's hanging in our hearts. Yeah, it's bigger than us. So I guess Hannah Montana is asserting that the only thing bigger than human beings within the universe is love.
1: Sure. But, I'd say, yeah, I think that's correct. I think that's what she's asserting. I don't know if I agree, but I think <laughs> that is what she's saying.
0: <laughs> uh, she also, in the line about we want to be a part of the greater picture hanging in our hearts. I was like, okay, there's a home inside your heart that has mm. walls. And on one of the walls is a picture of the meaning of life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the imagery she's conjuring for me.
1: Yeah. That's good. It's good work, Brandon.
0: Verse two is where things get kind of weird for me. She, she says... I want to see beyond my own little world. Grab your hands so we can twirl around the galaxy. See the world with clarity. Whoa. We have such a long way to go, but I know we're getting closer every day. And uh, I understand what she's actually saying here, but my uh, weird interpretation was that Hannah Montana has leapt into space. She is twirling around the planets, but there is a long way to go until she reaches the sun, which she desperately wants to fly into.
1: Okay, good. You got more out of that than I did, so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then we get the chorus one more time, and then the bridge is, yeah, it's bigger than us. It fills the universe, and I like how she says universe. So she goes, it fills the universe.
1: <laughs> universe. I want a church. I want a church girl who goes to church
0: and reads her Bible.
1: Gives up that energy. <laughs>
0: and uh and she says it's bigger than us it fills the universe it lights the skies above i'm like it's the sun you guys she's talking about the sun um and then she says it rescues all our hearts with love l-o-v-e love with love l-o-v-e love that's what's bigger Mm -hmm. than us bigger than us come on and then she just basically chants it's love it's love that's bigger than us like for a really long time
1: yeah I look, the message is clear, concise, and is backed up with like evidence. it's a It's a perfect like high school essay, you know.
0: <laughs> I guess
1: <laughs> You yeah, know <yeah>, that's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's like really all that's to the words in this song.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: then she just says, one last time, we all want to believe in love, we all want to believe in something bigger than just us.
1: So d- does she, is this like the episode where she falls in love with someone? Like, I haven't been following the season.
0: No. So. Because
1: <laughs> you'd think, you know.
0: No, this, so Hannah Montana, well, so Miley's dad writes all of her songs, as yeah. far as we know. And and this particular episode... Uh, The big problem was that Robbie Ray had told Miley that he just finished writing her an amazing song that he knows she's going to love. And it's got a great message and it could be her biggest hit ever. And then Miley finds what she thinks is the song, which is like some weird song that was actually written by her when she was like three years old. And it's about like a bunny rabbit. Uh And then at the end we find out that this was the song that Robbie Ray wrote that he was so proud of. And that's basically it that's how it fits into the plot got it yeah
1: okay one in a million
0: is the song for when she falls in love
1: got it got it okay it's all coming together
0: (laughs) so what do you have to say about uh this song musically
1: so the driving drum beats definitely make it like a more cohesive sound Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's way more, um, it's like you start it and it goes and then it's over. And it's like, great. That was like a train that made no stops except for one. <laughs> there was that, there's the one moment right before the second chorus. I forget exactly what it was, but I, the drums go like, Goo, go, 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 go. and it's like big and loud. And it's like, huh, what? Huh, it's like hmm. in the
0: air tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wonder if the producers put that in, like, last minute just because they were like, ah, it's it's people, people will fall asleep. It'll be, you know, whatever. And they're like, we gotta, we gotta pull another fucking Beethoven moment. We gotta wake them up.
0: <laughs> wake these children up.
1: Wake these children up. It's not nap time. It's my They beg to go time. to this
0: Hannah Montana concert. They will be awake.
1: <laughs> hmm If you know the song, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like... Mm-hmm hard to miss because it's the one moment the drums like stop for a second and someone like smashes a table and it's like oh okay and then we go we continue
0: (laughs) someone smashes a table somebody like jumps onto a table and it like (laughs) crashes to the floor oh my god somebody oh my god. please edit that together edit a video please. of somebody weeping onto a table and breaking it into this song bigger than us but yes Montana.
1: that'd be really good uh, tiktok really good vine for those of us who enjoyed vine
0: yes um, oh send yeah. that my way please or actually because i'm not on tiktok well you could send me the link to it but uh send it to michael <laughs> he will to love me. to hear from a stranger <laughs>
1: sequel dogs on tiktok Come find me um Good. Yeah, bigger enough, it it has a nice vibe. Not my favorite yeah. song, but I was I was into it, you know?
0: Yeah, I think this and makes some noise are kind of at the bottom. Well, yeah, this makes some noise and then the next song are kind of at the bottom for me.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Speaking of the next song.
0: The next song is called You and Me Together, and I assume that it is like the runt of the litter because they never really used it on the show. That makes sense. The I believe And it's possible they did basically this again at another point. But the only time I can concrete point to they sang part of this song was in the episode where Miley has the dream about not being able to be Hannah Montana anymore and her mom is there. In the bumper for the episode, she is, like, using her voice again after getting surgery. And she's singing... It's you and me together. (laughs) And like, that's all we get of it. And I think that's all we hear of it. We might hear a tiny bit of it, but only like that amount of the song again at another point Mm -hmm. throughout the season. But that was the first we heard of it. And I even checked today because a little behind the scenes, I am recording this before I have finished recording season two. So I haven't (sighs) watched the last like three or four episodes yet. But oh. I went on IMDb and I checked the soundtrack for each of the upcoming episodes and You and Me Together was nowhere to be found. So Man. I guess this is Talk- the one that they kind of said, uh, uh, this one, they like no, recorded it and then about- couldn't find a place for it, I guess. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. The cutting room floor, really. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah.
0: But every every song can make it means
1: the soundtrack. Yeah. I don't, I don't See, hate this song, this song. I don't know.
0: I hadn't listened to this in a while. Um... It has, it again has very electronic production. Yeah. It's kind of like the other side of the next song, which is True Friend. It's like about a solid friendship. But this one is kind of more about like the trials you can go through in a friendship and committing yourself to staying friends, I guess. That's right. It has like a rare fade in.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I th- I liked, I liked the intro. I thought the fade in was just like a product of like the YouTube video I was watching. Um, it's a choice. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the uh, so good. it, it starts off with her saying, uh, looks like we found ourselves up against a wall in need of a little help, but no one wants to call. So these two friends, I guess, just like just had a fight, but they're both sort of too proud to pick up the phone.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then they say after all we've been through should we let our friendship end and I was like dang getting real uh Mm -hmm. you need me and I need you no we will not break never break but even if we bend their relationship is I guess too important to like ever throw in the towel Mm -hmm. and then it says yeah it's you and me together 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 yeah I'm always on your side on your side No one, no one, no one can ever change it. Come on, let him try. Let him try. Because it's you, it's you and me together now. (laughs) Boom. The second verse, I did not know what to make (laughs) of. I thought it was kind of odd. And it basically says, anyone can have the day when their heart is on their sleeve. No one wants to see it our way. Can agree to disagree. You think it'd be easier, but it feels like you just can't win. But somehow we'll make it work because we deserve it. You know we're worth it. You can't give up on friends. I'm not sure what any of this means.
1: I it, Sometimes, and for a lot of these songs, they just kind of phone it in for the second verse. They're like, how can we say the same thing with different words, you know?
0: Yeah. I guess it just is like sometimes when you put your true emotions out there, you can face pushback mm-hmm. and that sucks, but you can't give up on your friends, I guess. That's
1: right. I think an important hidden message in the song is it's okay for friends to have fights. It's how you resolve them that matters, you know?
0: Yeah, which is interesting because if you compare it to True Friend, which I think a lot of it is very sweet, but it does kind of put some unrealistic expectations on uh, the titular (laughs) true friend. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
0: it, and it implies that they like never fight. Uh, Whereas in this one, it's like, we had a really bad fight, but we're still friends.
1: It's, it's, it's the dichotomy between rock star and old blue jeans. It's like pick one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the rest of the song is literally just the chorus over and over again. Even Mm -hmm. the, Like, what Genius is calling the interlude and the breakdown is still just her saying it's you and me together, yeah, I'm always on your side. And no one no one, no one can ever change it. Come on, let him try.
1: (laughs) I noted a a surprisingly long bridge section. I'm sure Genius called it something else, but I I was like, okay, it's pretty long. It's like two two sections.
0: But it was just, again, the same lyrics from the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Which what can you do, really? (laughs) What
1: (laughs) you gonna do? So, I I wanted to point out that the we will not break, but even if we bend, I really Mm like that line. I thought that was really yeah.
0: I I think that's I think that's a good turn of phrase.
1: Yeah. The so musically, um, it's all about like the best friend, right? Um, Yeah. And in the chorus, it it's sung by two people. Mm-hmm. Right in duet in harmony. Um, and I thought that was that was kind of smart symbolism. I think Miley's yeah. like singing on top of them also, but like they're doing the main part of the chorus. And I was like, Oh, that's it's a song that you can sing with your best friend, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. That is that is nice and that is clever. I almost wonder if they'd decided to go in a different direction with some of the plotting this season, if mm-hmm. maybe they would have had uh Lily sing it with her. But they decided to make Lily canonically a bad singer, so... No! <laughs> so I guess they decided not to do that, but but yeah, it does present itself well. Like, it is, this would be, like, a fun, like, karaoke tune for, like, some best friends. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I like this song. <laughs>
0: I think I hadn't listened to this in a really long time because it was Mm. not what I remembered it being like. I mean, I remembered the chorus, but like the production was very different than I remembered. Yeah. So, leading from that into the final song on the album. Final
1: song. True Friend.
0: This is the go-to song for any time in the show where something even a little bit related to friendship is happening.
1: (laughs) Which never happens in the show.
0: No, of course not. I love... I I like the intro to this a a lot.
1: Yeah, the the instruments are really nice, and you get to hear them all the way throughout. I really like it. Yes.
0: Yes. I I like the instrumentation a lot. This song never, like, gets too over the top like some of the others. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it stays pretty centralized and grounded the whole time. Yeah. I really like the opening line of it, which is, We sign our cards and letters BFF. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I think that's really sweet. And it, again, sort of takes me back to like middle school, you know, when yeah, you'd actually yeah. use the term BFF.
1: <laughs> my biffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You've got a million ways to make me laugh. You're looking out for me. You've got my back. It's so good to have you around. I'm like, yeah, sure enough, this does describe friendship. hmm You know the secrets I could never tell. And when I'm quiet, you break through my shell. Don't feel the need to do a rebel yell because you keep my feet on the ground. I'm like, okay, what is Hannah Montana's idea of a rebel yell? Does she just mean, like, yelling in frustration? hmm Okay. Or
1: does she mean, like, sweet niblets, or, like, you know? I don't know. It's probably sweet <laughs> niblets. I have to assume it's sweet niblets.
0: <laughs> That's her idea of a rebel yell, just saying, sweet niblets.
1: <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be.
0: <laughs> I guess. She then goes into the chorus... Uh, which is you're a true friend. You're here to the end, and uh, the only notation for this song on Genius is about this line: "You're a true friend. You're here. You're here till till the end." And uh, somebody wrote in response to this line: "LOL, no one is a true friend anymore."
1: Oh man, someone's been I'm so like, disillusioned. Who are with, you?
0: Like,
1: like chin, chin up, chin up, Bucko.
0: It had. <laughs> Three upvotes. I couldn't believe it. Oh, no. Who is so sad like... that they go to the page for Hannah Montana, true friend, and is like, I, I only have fake friends. Like
1: That's right. <laughs> I mean, you know it was like a 12-year-old. You know, <laughs> we've all been there.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, well, the rest of the chorus is... You pull me aside when something ain't right. Talk with me now and in through the night till it's all right again. You're a true friend. And I'm like, yeah, this is very nice. This is sweet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then the next line is uh, you don't get angry when I change the plans. And I was like, okay, I resent the implication that this is necessary in order to be a true friend because some plans are more important than others. And sometimes it is worth getting angry over.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: And I understand being flexible and understanding, uh, you know, that sometimes things come up. But that is not an unconditional thing. Right. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Are you saying the people who, like, are like, oh, well, I won't do this thing and I'm upset. Not a true friend. Fake I mean, friend. that's
0: kind of the implication.
1: Mm. Mm. Don't love it. <laughs>
0: well, the, ho- the whole verse is, you don't get angry when I change the plans. Somehow you're never out of second chances. Won't say I told you when I'm wrong again. I'm so lucky that I found. And then it goes into you, a true friend. Mm-hmm. It's all fine and good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the lyrics are not what I was paying attention to in this song.
0: <laughs> I, I think somehow you're never out of second chances is... Uh, a better representation than, you know, you're not mad when I change plans. Because you can be upset about things, but you forgive and you move on, Mm -hmm. which is much more realistic. And I I guess that's kind of more the message of you and me together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she sings the chorus one more time. And then it's the bridge, which is true friends will go to the end of the earth till they find the things you need. Friends hang on through the ups and the downs because they've got something to believe in. And then it's the chorus one more time. Mm. And then the outro is her saying, you're a true friend three times in a row.
1: Yes. (laughs) In case we didn't get the message, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think this is a very sweet song and I think it's good. However, like I mentioned earlier, I do think that Hannah Montana's view of friendship does put an awful lot of responsibilities on her friend's shoulders. <laughs> like, some of it's kind of a big undertaking.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Endless second chances. You never question anything I say. You would never get mad when I cancel things. It's like, well, we could work on these. We can work on these a little bit, I think. Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, musically, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: uh the instrumentation is really good it's really tasty it's it's got it like it like tickles your brain a little bit Mm -hmm. um the bridge has more of a jam than any other part of the song i noted um i forget exactly what it sounds like but i i remember just being like oh oh damn oh we're here now and then it goes away um yeah so that's fun it's fun when bridges do that I love I love the that that's the function that they serve a little bit of a mm, little, little bit of sprinkles. Um, overall, though, I musically I think it's a really nice song. It it feels it has the feel of like the finale song in an album,
0: mm-hmm. in that
1: it's not too like intense. It kind of wraps things. up. It has a
0: pretty quiet ending.
1: Yeah,
0: it's not Which like is... her shouting "Good night, everybody."
1: <laughs> right. It's, it's a good contrast from the beginning half of the album, which is about, you know, partying, make some noise. Oh, bad example. It, like, we got the party, rock star, things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will pepper in the fact that I am a true friend.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. It's sort, of, it's sort of a warm, fuzzy feeling. Less than, like, we're here to party. Uh, and I respect yeah. it for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they do use this one a lot in the show. This one comes Mm -hmm. up very often. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I like this one too. Boom. It's much more straightforward than uh, a lot of the other tracks. Absolutely.
1: That's a good way of putting it, yeah. And that is 10 songs.
0: That's Hannah Montana, too.
1: (laughs) That's Hannah. By
0: Hannah Montana.
1: (laughs) (laughs) By Hannah Montana. Written, edited, produced by hannah mcmontana um
0: probably written edited produced by robbie ray stewart but yeah
1: yes, well, eh, whatever. um this was a good album i think
0: it is i think it's, it, a, it's it, i think it's very strong
1: yeah um there are a lot of good like individual solo songs but i feel like the album cohesively as a whole is incredibly strong um Specifically, in like how they programmed it, like the order, the order of the songs. I feel like tells a story, takes us on a journey. We go to multiple destinations, multiple settings, different characters. I really liked it. It it felt like a season of Hannah Montana, even though it was in like the wrong order from when the songs appeared. It yeah. felt like a season of a TV show, and I really like it for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I am glad that you liked it. I have always had such an appreciation for this. For, like, the full double album, but also for this.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Do you have, like, a favorite song on the album?
1: Oh, I like Rockstar a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going through all of them. I really didn't like Blue Jeans. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) We got the parties, honestly, up there. Yeah. 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 But I think, I think Rockstar, just because it, it, it slaps the most. I'm into that.
0: I think Rockstar, yeah. Rockstar is probably my favorite, too.
1: What was the one with the fun chord progression? Rockstar. Yeah, it was Rockstar. That's why. Yeah, there it is.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Any final thoughts? Any last lingering? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, things? yeah, yeah. Um, I do think, sort of, if I could criticize the album for a second, they could have of experimented course. a little bit more. With just like different, not styles, but like different sounds. Like you know, within the Hannah Montana, there's we got a bunch of different kind of things going on. But I feel, I feel like they could have branched out even from that a little bit more. Like you can hmm. tell they're formulaic, um, but that's not specifically to their downfall um, because the best music often is formulaic. Like look at fifties rock, K-pop, fucking Mozart. It's all formulaic. Um, but I feel like within that formula they could have they could have branched out a little bit more. It was all kind of white bread, you know?
0: Yeah. It's still Disney pop.
1: Exactly. It it <laughs> it there it says it right there Giznap Hannah Montana.
0: Giznap Hannah Montana.
1: Giznap Hannah Montana 2, the second album. Um, this feels like a solid second album. What are you thinking?
0: Oh, definitely. And I'm I'm really happy we got to talk about this and get so in-depth into it because I... (laughs) I, So I don't have the albums from the last two seasons of Hannah Montana. I am only marginally familiar with the songs from those. So that will be sort of a new journey for me when I get there. Uh, But both the first season soundtrack and the second season soundtrack are ones that I've listened to off and on since they came out pretty much. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, really fun to like really dive in and give them like a day in the sun.
1: Yeah, in (laughs) You know, however many years
0: later it is now, this was (laughs) 2007. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh my God. Which has been marinating in your head for all these years.
0: Yeah, seriously. With some of the lyrics wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Damn. is that all we have to say?
1: I think that's all we have to say. I think I, I'm really happy that I got to do this analysis with you.
0: Yeah. And I hope uh, we can make it work for the subsequent two seasons when I eventually get there.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, of course.
0: Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for for doing this with me again and for being so game and making time to listen to this children's music from a very long time ago.
1: It's good. And it's a good it to sort Beethoven.
0: of. Yeah,
1: well, it's it's a good sort of time capsule. Oops.
0: It definitely is. It definitely is a time capsule, much like a lot of Hannah Montana.
1: Yeah. Oh, I really I really like it, um, and it's it's fun for me to you know get to use my music degree. Uh, I'm about to start working on another one Um, (laughs) (laughs) in this sort of context. It's really wonderful.
0: Great. Well, thank you again. And thank you so much to all of you for tuning into this special episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you'll join me next week. We're not getting into season three just yet, though. We got some more special fun times up my sleeves. And uh, next week... Myself and my guest will actually be diving into Meet Miley Cyrus and the 10 songs on that album or the second half of this album, I should say. It will not be Michael. It will be a different guest, but what? we will nonetheless. Well, I offered it to you and you were like, oh, <laughs> no,
1: I know. no, I know this. This other guest is going to do <laughs> fabulous work. And I, I, I was actually really excited that they got the chance to do it. Yes. So I hope you guys enjoy it.
0: <laughs> so Michael will be back for subsequent seasons of pumping up the podcast however next week we will be tackling meet Miley Cyrus Uh, you guys asked for it (laughs) I got several (laughs) comments after the first season soundtrack episodes asking if I was going to do meet Miley Cyrus and uh, I really feel like these two albums are a package deal even though the Miley Cyrus songs aren't part of the Hannah Montana universe well one of them is One of the songs on Meet My Cyrus is in the Hannah Montana universe, and we will get there when we get there. So join us next week for that. It's going to be great. And in the meantime, if you'd like to find us online, we're on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm on Twitter, of course, at Lovely Lacey, Instagram at Actor Elise. Thanks so much again for joining me. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party.